Greetings in the name of Christ. Welcome to another segment of the Hope to Hope podcast. This podcast exists to share Christ, his truth, and his saving love for his people. To this end, we exist to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. And we're going to do so by looking at Colossians chapter 2, verse 1 to verse 5. For I want you to know how great a struggle I have on your behalf and for those who are at Laodicea, and for all who have not personally seen my face, that their hearts may be encouraged, having been knit together in love, and attaining to all the wealth that comes from the full assurance of understanding, resulting in a true knowledge of God's mystery, that is, Christ himself, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I say this, so that no one will delude you with persuasive argument. For even though I am absent in body, nevertheless I am with you in spirit, rejoicing to see your good discipline and the stability of your faith in Christ. I'm sure you can pick up just from the reading that Paul had never met some of the believers in this church. In fact, he has never been at this church. But he has such concern and love for this church and this just links with the previous section where Paul showed us his care and his love for the church he says that he's a servant of the church and we what we see here is that no one can serve God powerfully who does not love Jesus's church fervently and as I said this may be somewhat a puzzling thing to say for some people because we say that we love God, we love Jesus, but we never really want to say we love the church. But love for God always joins us with a love for his church. And this becomes the driving motivation and the power within us to serve in such a way as to be fruitful in our ministry. This truth is, is, is especially vital for leaders in the church uh, to embrace. But it is also important for all of us to have genuine love for the church, to be captured um, with saving the Lord Jesus Christ. And we have to love his people and we have to show deep affection for the lost church. Here Paul shows us then his concern for the church. He, he wants members to have a strong or to be strong in heart. He wants, he wants members to be united in love. He wants them to have complete understanding of the things of Christ. He wants them to be firm in the faith. And those you can use as prayer points as you, as you pray after, after this devotion. Pray for God's people. Pray that members of your church would be firm in the faith. Pray that we would have complete understanding of Christ and grow in him. And, and rooted, be rooted in, in Christ. Pray that we may be united in love, even though we may not be seeing one another during this lockdown, but pray that we may be united indeed in love. Pray that God would do a supernatural work of uniting us without uh, being uh, doing the ordinary means of grace, of meeting together, singing together, praying together. God is sovereign and and one of the things I thought about with this lockdown is, yes, indeed, we want to meet and we, do, we desire so much to meet. It is not as if we 
we find not meeting pleasant. But at the same time, we, we have to see that God is able to, to do something miraculous because if he, by his providence, is preventing us from meeting, surely there's something that God is going to do with us and within us as his people. And one of those things, I think, is that he, he can make us strong in heart and united in love, even though we may not be meeting as his people. So let us pray that God would do something supernatural, something that we cannot manufacture and something that we cannot even imagine could come out of a lockdown. John MacArthur says the following about love for the church. <clears throat> he says the most basic, the most effective and the most necessary ingredient in the life of any minister is a love for the church because that becomes the catalyst which motivates him in every other direction. A love for the church becomes a catalyst for, for a life of integrity and it becomes the catalyst for a thorough understanding of scripture. It is a catalyst for growing um, a skill in, in skillful leadership and a heart of wisdom. And church here obviously would mean universal church, not, not denominations or buildings or organizations or things like that or institutions, but the universal church. But there is a sense in which it refers to the local, local church because the local church must be an organization um, locally in order to be a local church. And it must identify with the rest of God's people who are united through the Lord Jesus Christ. And so Paul here says that we must have a love for the church. And he prays for the, for the Colossians. He is concerned for them. He wants them to, to, to be united. But also notice there in verse 1 that he says that he struggles for them. I want you to know how great a struggle I have on your behalf. And for those who are at Laodicea, and here is something interesting because if you, you know, Paul wants this letter to be read by those in Laodicea and similarly those in Laodicea would also um, hear uh, of things in Colossae or those in Colossae would also hear of things in Laodicea. So here's an example of local churches that knew of one another and were, were united. So Paul thinks about, about them. The word struggle here is the word agony. <clears throat> it is the word agony. Paul wants, wants them to know that he goes through pain in serving them. He, he wants them to, to know he opens up his heart to them and he pours out his, his love for the church. That as, as a leader, he struggles for the church. He struggles for the church. And we have to struggle for the church. We have to bear the pain uh, of being, um, of, of bearing the burden for, for, for the church. And this is what Paul says that he does. And we, we have to do the same. But he also, more than that, he says that, that your hearts may be encouraged. He wants their hearts to be encouraged. And it's an it's it's interesting here that the word encourage that he uses here it is like the word um paracletos, the the word that we use for the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit is called the comforter. 
he, he's called one who comes alongside to, to encourage us, to console us. Paul wants them to, to know, um, to be encouraged in heart, to always come alongside one another, to, to, to know that he too would come alongside them and always be there to, to encourage them. And so he wants them to know that this is what his wish for them is. He wants them to be encouraged in heart. He's not talking merely about being emotionally okay and strengthened in mind, but he wants them to be strengthened in God's will. He, he wants them to, 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 to be fully in control or to be fully controlled by God's will, to be full, full of God's will and knowledge in mind that everything they pursue in life would always be um, what pleases God. And so he wants, he wants them to, to always um, know that. And lastly, uh, there's just something I want uh, to note here. In verse um, 3 and verse, uh, verse 4, or 2 verse 4, he, he says that in Christ are hidden all the mysteries of wisdom and knowledge. And this I say that no one will delude you with persuasive argument. Here the Colossian believers were plagued with false teaching. Many false teachers were there and people wanted uh, to, to, to derail the believers. But Paul wants them to be strengthened. And here he, his prayer and his wish and his desire for them is that they would understand that in Christ they will lack nothing because the false teachers were saying, you, yes, you have Christ, but there's something else you need. But Paul is saying, no, when you have Christ, you do, you do not need anything more. And in him dwells all the fullness because he is God himself.